Okay, and we're live on the Niche Agent. So today we got a great guest for you. It's Rachel Adams from Keller Williams in California. So Rachel, why don't you take a quick second and tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here. All right, well first off, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, so I uh, have been licensed since February of 2012. Um, got into the business, didn't know how to do it, but knew that I wanted to be massively successful. And um, so I just kind of hit the ground running. Um, was I'm with a company um, called Keller Williams, my brokerage, and they have this program called Bold. It's kind of like a mindset real estate boot camp course. And um, I took it because I wanted to learn how to do real estate. What I didn't realize is that it was going to be so much about personal growth and um, kind of developing from the inside out, if you will. And uh, so it, it was pretty crazy. I uh, we have a business partner, Matt, and the two of us together. The first year we closed 38 deals. Last year we did 109, and this year we're on pace for about 170. Wow, that's a yeah. huge jump in a very quick time, and that's a lot of agents maybe dream of that and want to aim to that, but kind of n never get there or take a lot longer than than they thought. So I want to kind of delve into some of the things that you've done and how you got there because that is a great success for for some of your age and for experience level. So I always like to start kind of before real estate, what were you doing? What kind of skills did you have and what got brought you to that point of getting into the business? Um, I've always been like a huge people person. So I we joke around that within the first five minutes of meeting someone, I would know their maiden name and like their favorite color. Um, and so I was in customer service before I did. Um, I worked for California Pizza Kitchen, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Um, I got my sommelier license and was uh, traveled around and opened restaurants for them for a while. That was really fun. Um, and then... Just uh, went to Sac State for undergrad, um, Davis for grad school, and realized that I just really had a passion for helping people and connecting. Um, I was managing a real estate office at the time um, and was seeing all these commission checks coming through, and just was kind of like, I want some of those, you know, because when you're in a salaried position, it's comfortable and it's safe, and yet it's safe, and you know how much money you're going to make. You know, and so I was like, man, what would it be like if I had no idea how much money I could make but the pond list? And um, so I had uh, quit my job. I put my two weeks in at my job uh, January 26th of 2012 and started at Keller February 2nd. Um, and then I also, I managed a marketing team that worked, uh, partnered with Sacramento Kings. And so I've um, kind of done a lot of stuff. Okay. So how did you get into that management position at the real estate company? Because that's, you obviously weren't doing real estate before that. So how did that happen for you? So to be totally honest, like, I don't know how not to work really hard. So I, when I see a job, I want to know who's at the top and I want to go right beneath that person. I never want to be at the very top because I don't want to have liability. Um, <laughs> but I want to be one beneath that. So I uh, started as front desk and then they asked me to, they just started giving me more and more responsibility and then I was managing and um, was actually kind of helping agents figure out how to create their business before even being licensed or knowing what that even meant. So. <laughs> okay, so did, now did those skills from the management kind of help propel you or to that apply your own business once you actually got into it? You know, I think they did. Um, so Matt and I started as just being individual agents and then quickly realized to do the volume we needed to do and wanted to do, we needed to have a team. So I think the management skills, absolutely. Um, I'm all about learning how to become a better leader and raising my leadership lid. And so um, 
what I do, who I surround myself with, are people what, doing what I want to do at a high level. So the main people that I hang out with are people that are, you know, mega agents, top producers, have teams, have several teams throughout the nation, mm -hmm. and that's kind of who I hang out with. And that's really who I learn from, and then I get to kind of spit that back on my team. Would you say that's one of the main reasons that you have been as successful as, as you have been by because you're surrounding yourself with those people? Absolutely. I think who you surround yourself with is key. They say that we are the sum of the five people we surround ourselves with. And so what I have to do is I have to look at who are those five. Um, I call them my board of directors. And they're the people who I look at that really um, help me make decisions. They influence me. They mentor me. And they motivate me. And it's a, it goes both ways, you know. I mean, while I am, you know, kind of new in this business, I've done a fair amount of transactions now, and I I go to every single training I can. Um, they say the average mega agent is a student 52 days out of the year. 52 days, they're committed to continuing their education. So for me, I'm going to be a student the rest of my life. That's the great thing about this business. It doesn't stop. If, if you choose to, it can stop. Your career can kind of stop with it as well, but you can always learn and always be better yourself no matter what level you're at. And I think it's like a mindset thing. You have to know that you. everyone's going to have bad days, absolutely. But you have to know that there's so much good out there, and there's another family who needs you. There is no problem that one more lead can't fix. Yeah. No problem. Okay, so for a lot of agents, when they're getting started, especially new, younger agents, they, they struggle with the lead generation. So for yeah. you, what would, did that look like when you got started? You obviously jump right into it. What was lead generation like then, and, and has it changed to now? Yeah. Okay, so when I first started real estate, um, I was broke. And it's not like I was kind of broke, like, oh, you have to like watch how much Starbucks you spend money on. I literally had no money because um, before I got into real estate, my dad, who's a broker, said, you need to have at least six months of savings. And I said, okay, dad, that sounds awesome. And then I didn't. <laughs> so um, I was that awesome realtor that borrowed money from like every person they know. And um, what happened is I went to um, John Brophy. He was a, um, a big REO agent at the time. And I went to him and I said, hey, look, I've been licensed like two weeks and I don't have any money. But mm -hmm. I need to be doing what you're doing. So what can I do that doesn't cost a lot of money to help my business grow? And he said, um, kid, you better get ready for blisters. And um, so the first uh, seven months of my career. Um, we door knocked 200 houses a week and we did three open houses a week. So we did Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and then we um, door knocked 200 houses a week. And um, a lot of people aren't a huge fan of it because it is hard work. Yep. But but so is everything that's worth something, right? And in that time, they talk about have a database. I'm like, who the hell is my database? I don't have a database. I don't know anybody. I've been in this business five minutes and I'm 26, you know? And um, so my database, I had to make it organically. And so it was being really intentional with the door knocking. And before I'd go where I'm going to knock, I would research the schools. I would research the churches. I would research, you know, um, the local event center because I needed to be a market expert. Because when you're in the industry, you don't have the credibility behind you. So you better learn the, you know, learn the things that you need to know so you seem credible. Okay. So I want to go into that door knocking a bit more because that's something that agents know about. They know they should do it. They know it works, but they kind of pull back on how to do it or why to do it because they don't know they don't know reasons to be there and they're afraid of kind of getting shut down at the door. What strategies did you use when you're actually at that door and what were you saying to people? 
Sure. So I think when you start out door knocking, it's a really good idea to go with a partner. It doesn't necessarily have to be someone you're in real estate with, but um, it works really well to start out going with someone. You can kind of rah-rah each other on. And so we go, and um, I would have something of value. So, um, for example, say a new house just came on the market. Um, I would go with a flyer that I would have created, and mind you, all about leverage, right? And I didn't have the finances to even print flyers, so I partnered with a local lender because, you know, as long as it's 50-50 for RESPA compliance, they'll print your flyer color, your uh, color, flyers in color. Um, so we went door knocking, and I would have my stack of um, flyers to hand out. I'd have business cards in my pocket in case I really connected with somebody. Um, I would carry mace because. Um, and then I would carry my cell phone and so I would take one side of the street and Matt my partner would take the other and when we would knock on the doors um, you you just it goes away really quickly but you do get rejected nature of the business right sometimes it takes 10 no's to get a yes but I tell you when then you get that yes it is so sweet you don't even care you're like okay I'm gonna knock five more doors and I might get another no but that sixth one might be a yes so once you start to like get some yeses, you gain confidence. And a yes doesn't necessarily mean, I want to list my house. But it could be, yeah, you know what, I, I don't know how much, I don't really know how much my house is worth, do you know? And that's your yes. And that's when you get to build rapport, and that's when you start to build your database. Um, so yeah. So we have, and we're scripted. Scripts, huge on scripts. So we yep. um, do a lot of scripting, and we practice before we go, knock, what scripts we're going to use. And then as you go, the more doors you knock, the better you get at your script. Now, did you track your numbers? Because I'm a big track number tracker. Um, to me, when you track your numbers, it makes it a lot more real, and you can actually predict how many you're gonna get, and you can start seeing. It makes it more worth it. Cause like, I went out door knocking. I remember when I first time I was doing it. I went out. I had X amount of people. I think it was like two or three hundred people that I door knocked on, and I said, okay, I got this kind of results. Now I'm gonna do a thousand doors. I bet you I could get this many yeses. And right. it was almost like a game. And by the end of it, I literally was with the exact number of yeses. So no, no, no I was one shy. Okay. And then I got a call two weeks later from a person that I left my material with. So it put yeah. me exactly at that number. And it was, it was just like, nice to see because I, I could put it. Yeah. No, tracking, absolutely. Um, so for us, we would door knock for 200 or 200, two hours. And usually if you knock 100 doors, you'll get two yeses. That's pretty average for us. So for me, if I would hit 100 doors and I would get two meaningful conversations, that made the day worth it for me. Same thing if I'm doing an open house. If you hold a four-hour open house and you get one lead for me, that's worth it. Yeah. I, I tell people that in coaching all the time. I said, if you did one open house a weekend and you got one solid conversation a week, one lead, I said, that's 52 people at the end of the year. And I said, if you don't think 52 people that you had meaningful conversations is going to do something to your business, then you either got to get into the business or change your attitude. You know, I, um, I, I, maybe it might be harsh, but I feel like there's a lot of people in our business who shouldn't be in the business. I don't get doing three or four deals a year. I don't get it. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, mind you, I'm a volume-based business. That's how I run my team. That's my model. Um, we're actually expanding to the Bay Area um, October 10th. We're excited about it. And, you know, a lot of people, because now my average price point in my market is 362 It's pretty okay. low. Um, now the place I'm going, it's 898 
And so when we, uh, a lot of times we'll, we train in different market centers and, you know, for example, we'll go to Southern California and their average price point is like 1.5, right? And yeah. so they're like, oh, well, you could do so much less deals here and make so much more money. And I'm like, hold on. What if you change your mindset and you go to mine and you do the same amount of work, the same amount of volume with your price point? Then you have a whole different life. Yep. It's very true. Yeah. So... You, we talked earlier uh, off off camera, and you were talking about you really built a community in for your business, and that's really kind of helped feed your business to that yeah. next level. So, can you talk a bit about what you've done and how that's helped in growing your business? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, farming—it's um, a term a lot of people are familiar with in real estate, but basically, what that is is you pick a certain geographic area that you're going to focus on, and you become the absolute market expert. So I talked earlier about knowing the schools, the churches, you know the ratings of the schools, you know the times the church services are performed, like you literally become the market expert, you, um, there's, we talk about business to business connections, so you, um, if there's a strip mall next to where your farm is located, every single business owner in that strip mall needs to know who you are, and you go up to them and you introduce yourself, um, and I can talk a script about that in a minute, but basically the whole premise of farming um, to me and what has built our business is we introduce ourselves to the community and this is the way we do it. It's a mm -hmm. three-step thing. We live here, we work here, we're here for you. And that's on every single piece of mailing that I do. They know that I live in their community and that I am their market expert and I'm there for them. And the thing about it is I genuinely do care about that community. Um, every single farming location we have, we have a private Facebook page set up for that community. And my first piece that I mail out to, if you guys are out there are going to be doing new farms, this is a great way to get your farm um, to know who you are and to have them be connected. You mm -hmm. create a personal Facebook page for that community. So I live in Highland Park. My uh, farm is called the Highland Park Herald. It's a private Facebook page. They get an invitation, we door knock with the invitation. We invite them to like their own community Facebook page because guess what? We live there, we work there, we're there for them. And then in that, they can post about their lost dog, they can post about post about um, garage sales, they can post about you know looking to have a workout partner. But it's really cool what happens with that because you get this sense of community and it also gives them exclusivity. And mm -hmm. every neighbor who likes where they live wants that. So how did you turn that into then business? Because sometimes age works but some agents who may be behind the times thinking who don't maybe not get technology they oh, that's a lot of work I got to drive people to a Facebook group and I don't even know who it is and how am I going to brand myself and so how, how does that translate into business for you for yourself so the way that it works is you've got 12 months out of the year so for me that's so 12 months means that's 24 touches so in my farm we mail once a month we knock once a month and what we're mailing with and what we knock with are the same piece of content Okay. Um, and when we mail, so say, say it's a new listing that came on the market, um, we mail them a really pretty postcard that has our same logo and everything, all branding's really consistent in farming, your listing panel needs to match your flyer that you put in the postcard, which also needs to match what you're knocking with, which should match your business card, which should match the sign on your car, just saying. Um, but that was my degree in school, I but the the way that it works is um, so you have a new listing so they get it in the mail knock on the door so you knock on the door they answer and I say 
Hi, my name is Rachel Adams. I'm with Keller Williams. Um, I'm sure you know I'm your local real estate expert. You probably got my piece of, um, you know, literature in the mail. Did you know that 123 Main Street just went on, on the market? I know, it's beautiful, right? So that means two things. One, we have an open house on, you know, Saturday. So if you want to pick your neighbor, you're most welcome to come check it out and, you know, see what that property is about. But two, this house just listed for $365. i am not sure you're aware, but prices are going up. Do you know where you're priced at in today's market? Have you, I mean, have you ever thought about selling? And that's literally it. And that conversation, that little like, there's a property on the market. Do you know where you're priced at in the market? And however you choose to form that, mm -hmm. that's where you go. They'll either love you and be like, yeah, I've always wondered. They'll slam the door in your face. Or the worst thing is they'll take your flyer and you see them again next month. Yeah. But end of the day, if you're consistent, they might not have be selling their house, but their cousin Joe down the street might need to sell theirs. So a lot of times people's misconception is they're like, oh, I'm not getting activity for my farm. You might not have a listing panel up in your farm right away, but you're going to get referrals from it if you're consistent. Okay. So what size is your farm? Because I mean, you mentioned you're doing every month. A, what size is your team and what size is your farm to be able to do that? Because some people don't know how much they can manage and yeah. they or they take up too big of a farm and then they can't actually do what they need to do to, to effectively do it. Now, farming for me is one leg of my business. Um, so my farms aren't large. My rule is your farm should be no larger than your two feet can carry you because I really feel that the magic happens in the second step, which is door knocking. Yeah. Um, so my personal farm is a 1,000 houses. Um, my, I have four full-time agents on my team. Their, house, their farms are 500 houses. Once they master that and we start to see a rate of return and I feel like they really have it down, they get to add 250. Okay. So how long do you usually generally see them getting business out of it from when they start? Because that's another mm -hmm. is how long is it actually going to take? They want to jump in and then they give up usually before they even yeah. get anything from it. So absolutely, and I'll be honest with you, it takes a while. It took about six months for us to start seeing regular referrals. It's six months is pretty normal. So this is the thing. You have to look at it. If this is the last career you're going to have, if you are going to be a real estate agent and create a team or be an individual agent, whatever you decide, if this is the last career you're going to have, it's only six months out of your life. So stay consistent, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I just had Brad Korn on the show, and we were talking about databases and the value of long-term relationships, and it's amazing yeah. how many agents can't see past three months oh, or six months. Months oh, and it's good to chase to get now business, but the long term is yeah. the, the most valuable. You're gonna get the most referrals. It gives you the most opportunities to build relationships and connect with people and build that trust. And yeah, it just blows my mind how many agents are short short sighted or are desperate that they need that business and they they can't think long term. And the thing I think the thing too is like you brought up database. Like how key is database? We um, talk about your database is your gold mine. That is where your business is going to continually come from. So what do gold miners do? They mine. They look for gold. Our job as real estate experts is to mine our database and look for those nuggets. So you should be calling your database on a regular basis. Like, you know, we do, um, we have theme days. Lead generation, key, right? Nobody, you say, oh, like the Red Book tells you to lead generate. It's a Keller Williams um, book by Gary Keller, and it's called the Red Book, and it's basically like a blueprint for real estate. So they tell you lead generate two hours a day every day. And so a lot of agents say, okay, sounds good. What does that mean? What does lead generate mean? Who am I calling? And so you can say, okay, we'll call FISLAs and expires. Okay, well, what does that mean? So you, you, know, you have to really delve into it. So with our team, we basically have theme days for how we lead generate. So okay. 
one day, you'll call your top 25 referral partners. The next day, you're going to call your database, like, and you go, when you say, okay, call your database, everything's designed, right? So if you're calling your database, you're going to call A through C on Tuesday. And then you're going to call, you know, C through D, or whatever, C through E. I know the alphabet. Um, <laughs> the little things. Um, but, you know, so you make it kind of fun, and then the next day, you're going to call expires, and so before you call the expires, you get to role play. So we have one script we hand out in the beginning of the day for the expired listing, and you role play that script back and forth, and then you get to do it real time, and we give them the list of expires. And then the next day could be FISBOs. Then the last day is your bonus day, and you get to pick who you're calling on. But I think the lead generation thing, people don't know who to call. Make it a game. Have one day be one theme, and have a themed week, you know? Yeah, and then it gets you either thinking outside the box or cramming as much as you can in that day. Totally. And you, may, you may have tried to spread it over the week and not made as many calls wow. as you should have, but by yeah. making the theme day, it makes it you do more. So that's good. Uh, so for you, when you kind of got that team started, you, you started with the partner right away, or was that something that came along as you went? No, we started, uh, we got really, really fortunate. Uh, a lot of people told us, don't have a partner, it doesn't work, it doesn't work in real estate. Um, but we met at the previous real estate company. He was getting his license, and I was managing the office, and he kept walking by the front desk, and he was like, you know, Rach, what are you doing behind this desk? Like, you have a master's degree, and you're just sitting here, and, you know, and at the end of the day, um, we were raised the same way. So we were both raised with great parents. Uh, we both had killer work ethic and good morals, mm -hmm. and driven, and so we left the company together, came over to Keller together, and, and we're very much like a yin and yang, where his, he's good with like numbers and spreadsheets and details, and I'm really good with like people and hugging and building relationships, so we, uh, we just, we kind of know our strengths, and so, you know, we, um, we now have two separate parts, so we started with just traditional real estate, we now have a full flipping division um, of so um, we do this thing a lot, a lot of times. We have mailers go out. We send out about somewhere between four and seven mailers, uh, seven thousand mailers a month. This is wow. now that we're at this point, not in the beginning. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> like, can I borrow a stamp? Um, and so we send the mailers out, and it's he has a script that he used, right? Everything's a script, and it's basically, you know, I'm a local investor, and I could purchase this house for cash. However, if it doesn't work for you, you can speak with Rachel Adams. She runs our sales division. Hmm. So that flip either works to be a flip and I'll raise the list it when it's ready to be flipped or it comes to me um, immediately for a traditional residential listing. That's a that's, that's just an idea pop in my head is that if you don't have someone that you work with that does flip properties, I mean if you have someone that you work with that does flip properties, you could do joint advertising and do just that and hit, kill two birds with one stone. It's so. like a beautiful dance too because they get to have this, they get an offer if it's cash and then they get an offer on the retail side and if it comes to the retail side, I know I'm going to get it. Knock on wood, my listing um, uh, percentage is pretty high. I've done, this year I've done uh, 112 listing presentations, and I didn't get two. Wow. So. That's good. Thank you. numbers. <laughs> and that's, I'm sure part of it is because you built the community, you built the relationship in the community, you've got that farm, and you, you've got that connection. It's not just yeah. chasing anything. So. Right. And they know, I think the thing too is, 
you have to get so clear on your value proposition to your clients. We have a vision statement for our team. Um, we have a set way we handle all our clients, and they know what's coming. So we set the expectations with them. They know who they're going to hear from throughout the process. They know what they can expect from me. They know when they're going to hear from me. And like if you, and same with my farm, they know they're going to hear from me twice a month, whether they like it or not. <laughs> That's good. Okay. So what would you say, other than the farm, what makes you different than other agents your age or your experience level? Because that can be something that, makes your business skyrocket, just having something that's differential? Um, well, I'd say one one thing really big for me is social media, um, which I feel like our generation is pretty big on that. Um, but last year of the 100 we closed, 24 were from Facebook, and that oh. cost nothing. Um, I'm very intentional about social media. So I'm of the belief system that 70% of what you post on your personal page should be personal and 30% should be business. I use my personal page as a business platform. Um, that being said, you know, you don't post about alcohol, you don't, you know, you keep it content that's very PG, um, and I'm not political. I mean, a lot of people, you know, if you, if you strongly stand up for something, you might know that you're going to lose half your audience, you know? Um, so for me, social media is huge, um, and making sure that I communicate with people. So if somebody comments on my page, we have a saying, it's don't post and ghost. So if you you know write something funny on your Facebook, and then you're gone for the rest of the day, and you had 15 people communicate with you, that's 15 opportunities to build a connection. So when yeah. someone comments on your page, you need to comment back to them. And you know just little things, but doing the little at symbol and putting their name in so it tags them and alerts them that someone reached out to them, um, those are all really helpful. So social media is huge for us. Um, we have a Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, um, not big on LinkedIn, um, but, you know, different platforms. Uh, that's been really helpful. And then um, I'm really big with referrals. So um, talking about the furthering your education, I go to um, real estate events, mm -hmm. and um, I am very intentional about where I go and who I meet. And I always carry a Sharpie with me. Um, my reason for that is sometimes people have glossy business cards. And it's important to me that when I make a connection with someone in person, that they get a handwritten thank you card after that because that's a very lost art, I think, especially for our generation now that technology has kind of taken over. And so after I meet them, I'll write something on the card or on their business card about a conversation we had so that when I send a thank you note, it's something personal. It's not just that blanket. It was nice to meet you. I want your referrals. It's, hey, it was great to talk to you about your daughter's soccer game. I hope she did well. If you ever need anything in Northern California, here's my information. I'm going to add you for your location for me so I have a referral partner. So we have like a whole separate spreadsheet of different referral partners, and they have we have their own campaign for them to reach out to them. Um, it's funny because over the last, I'd say, two years, I've been watching – a lot of people shift back away from just technology and going back to those core basic things. Door knocking, writing letters, writing cards, and so many agents are looking for that next latest and greatest thing. And at the core of it, it all comes back to the same thing. It's communicating with people and making them feel important. And if you can do that, whatever medium you choose, you're going to do well with it. But that those, those skills that... 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago are still effective and actually probably more effective now because everyone's shifted to the online space and trying to make their way in there and it's now become overcrowded that no one gets a card anymore. No one gets anything. I, I had uh, Jill Price on the on the show and uh, 
after she ended up writing me a thank you card and sent me a gift card to a restaurant in the area. So she was on my show and she sent me a card, which was nice. So I, I should be sending her the thank you card. So, <laughs> but it was a nice. It, it, so many agents are trying to are getting away from those traditional things, and it, yeah. it's amazing how well they work. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, this is the thing. At the end of the day, life is about human connections, person to person, eye contact memories, right? So what can you do to build those with people? I, like, I mean, I'm no kidding. I freaking hug everybody I meet. I'm an affectionate person. I love human connection. So for me, like, I want to know as many people and connect with as many people as I can, and a byproduct of that gets to be the business. If you're good at what you do and you understand your value proposition and you know how to connect with other people, they're going to want to hang out with you, and guess what? People work with people they like. So if they like you and they know you do real estate, they're going to want you to sell their house. Yep. That's great advice. So where do you see the future of your business then? Because you've, you've, I mean, you've come a long way in such a short period of time. You've obviously got some big goals. Where do you see that happening in, let's say, in the next three to five years or even a year? Well, so right now um, we have our systems and our manuals and everything pretty dialed in. So Right now we're in the Sacramento Plaster Market. Um, we're going to be expanding to the South Bay, Bay Area, um, at the middle of this month. And then the idea is to go to the East Bay and then go to San Francisco. So taking our models and implementing them and putting them into a new market. Every market that we have will have a sales division and a flipping division. That's our model, and that works really well here. So we're going to keep doing that in other markets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I mean, we travel... Next year, we're probably going to be traveling about twice a month, every month. Um, we travel to different market centers, and we talk to agents, and we teach them about how to sell houses and how to do farming. So we actually teach, like, mastery open house classes, um, and we teach them what we do because our thought is this. One, it's great for referrals, great to get our name out there, but I want people to know that it doesn't take two full years to create a real estate business and be successful. If you have the right mindset and you're committed to your goals and you know your value proposition – you can have a successful business in less time. Um, And then also for seasoned agents who kind of, you know, are just frustrated, listen to some of the young ones or whatever you want to call it. But if you can get one nugget that you can implement in your business and change the direction that you were headed, I mean, that's what it's about, right? So I don't know. I have ridiculous goals. I want to write a book. I want to have my own coaching program. Like I, I just, I want to help as many families as I can and, what I found is that I naturally tend to be a leader. So to be able to create other agents' um, businesses and help them grow as individuals and learn about their goals, know where they want to go on vacation and where, what charities they want to donate to, what car they want to drive, and like find out their goals and help them reach it, Like that to me is kind of what this whole journey is starting to be about. That's awesome. And you're making it happen, and that's, that's, what, hap- that's what matters because – a lot of people may have the dream and they've got these ideas but they never act on it or they take way too long for it to act on it. And That yeah. speed of implementation is, is critical. Oh, it is. The implementation, I mean, that's, that is the key. You're successful or you're not. Do you implement? Because you can listen, you can go to classes, you can do this stuff all day long, but if you're not going to implement it, what's the point? Yeah. Okay, so I always like to leave with one parting piece of advice. So what would you suggest to people, if, even if they're new, not new, just one great takeaway that's, that our listeners can uh, apply to their business. Consistency is key. I mean, in, in anything you do in this business, consistency is going to be key. 
whether you're consistent with your lead generation, consistent with your farming, consistent with your open houses, if you're consistent, you're going to be successful. Um, and then just mindset, know that it's possible. Um, when I was sitting in that desk and I was in a salary position, I was scared to quit my job because I wanted safety. Um, but I heard this quote that I, it's my absolute favorite quote, and um, it's from that program, Bold. And they said, change the way you look at things, and the things you look at change. So the whole time I'm in scarcity mindset, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I have to have a certain amount of money in the bank. I'm so scared to leave it. Change the way you look at things. If I was my own boss, there's no cap on how much money I could make. Yeah. And then that's what I went with, and obviously I think it was a good choice. <laughs> You're definitely farther ahead than where you were before, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I know. I literally one time had to talk about siphoning gas from my car, um, from someone else's car to my car to get me to a showing. Like, that is my low. And I think about that moment because being sitting on a driveway literally crying because I couldn't get to a showing and then to be now where we are, like, it just makes you super, super thankful. That's great to see. And, and you can see the passion. You can see the drive behind you. And it's exciting to see that because sometimes agents lose that spark and they lose that edge because they hit those hard times. So that's that's great. So what's the best ways for our listeners to connect with you and kind of see what you're up to and, and find out what you're doing? Um, well, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my username is Rachel Adams Realtor on Facebook. Um, Twitter, I'm Rachel Adams KW. And um, if you want to shoot me an email, it's RachelAdamsRealtor at gmail.com. And uh, our website is www-hson-adams.com. And Hson is A-I-T-C-H-I-S-O-N. Um, and then if you want to um, give me a call, I've got a line for that. It's 916-760-0402. Um, I just had an agent I talked to today who's kind of struggling in her business, and I gave her two things she can do. She has two homework assignments. And she's supposed to do them. And if she gets them back to me, then I'll be happy to help her again, you know? Awesome. So, yeah. That's great. So we'll put all the connection uh, connections in the show notes so people can check that out and yeah. see what you're up to. So, we, Rachel, we really do appreciate you being on the show. You've been a great guest, and it's great to see your, your passion and see your success in such a short period of time. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And we'll see what you're up to. And I'll see you at Family Reunion as well. Rock on. All right. All right. Thanks. See ya.